0: Welcome to the Let's Face It Together podcast, where we focus on uplifting the voices that Chicago Public Schools serves. Every month, a FACE staff member will join a parent or community member to dive into a discussion about their experiences. We're excited to share these stories with you. This month's interview comes to us from FACE Senior Communications Specialist, Kyra Davis. She sat down with Perez Principal, Dr. Jessica Johnson, earlier this year to discuss what it looks like to support an influx of new arrival families and students. The Center for Disaster Philanthropy explains, Venezuela is experiencing a severe socio-political and economic crisis. Recent numbers track over 7.71 million people leaving Venezuela, making this crisis the largest in Latin American history and among the largest in the world. According to data from the City of Chicago's website, over 20,000 migrants from the nation's southern border have arrived in Chicago since August 31st, 2022. Here's Kyra with Dr. Johnson on supporting new arrival students.
1: Today we're going to be talking about immigration supports that CPS provides. So I want to go ahead and introduce Dr. Jessica Johnson, who serves as a principal at Perez Elementary. She has worked in Chicago Public Schools as a teacher, instructional coach, and assistant principal, and she's entering her eighth year in the principalship at Perez. Hi, Jessica. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you. It's a pleasure being here. So let's jump right in and just tell us a little bit about your experience with supporting our migrant families. As
2: principal of Perez in the Pilsen neighborhood, we've um, served the migrant community for decades, and that's included in my my principalship as well and so in the most recent year there's been a large increase in newcomers being enrolled and not only Perez but also the surrounding schools so this past year it's really um, working closely with different community partners to really ensure that the students coming in and our newcomers not only at Perez but in the community are fully supported and that has looked different over time um, of just making sure that any student in our neighborhood is fully served
1: Right. And what's been your role in that specifically? As as the
2: principal, I really not only care about Perez, but really all of the students in the in our neighborhood. So this past year, of really working closely with FACE, the network, the alderman's office, to really ensure that migrant students are being enrolled in school and that all students um, have a home school and a place to go, um, not only for the educational setting, but enrichment and support. So my role has really been working with those community partners getting students enrolled in school with a focus not just on having them at Perez but making sure that they have a home school and then working with partners to identify resources and supports after enrollment to make sure that that their school um, journey is successful but also that they're getting what they need so that Mm -hmm. education can become a next priority
1: what are some of those resources and supports, what do we offer our families? So a big thing w- with working with even Chicago Public Schools and FACE and the Office of Student Health and Wellness
2: was really making sure first and foremost that like health and medical, so really providing supports immediately of like vaccinations, physical exams, eye exams, dental, and making sure that we provided those. So those were working with those offices to have them come to Perez, set up appointments for them working at Parent University to make sure we could provide those in a close proximity space for families. Then in addition, those supports really included like resources so that they can get to school, so that students can attend every day. So that may mean transportation support um, for those students and families, but also just making sure they have what they need to come to school. So that's working with community partners on not only like clothing and food and supplies and making sure that they have all of those needs met, and then after that, really working with um, the Office of Language and Culture is our next step mm-hmm. of really how do we now support those students when they're in the classroom around instruction and curriculum.
1: Mm-hmm. And I can imagine that this process comes
2: with its challenges.
1: I always try to say like areas that
2: we can p- potentially grow and learn from this. And I think one of them has been um, seeing that not only have been too reactive instead of proactive mm-hmm. and trying to find solutions after when we could have planned ahead or at least tried to think through a more strategic way at the beginning. right? And that, and also then just really thinking about some of the other challenges that come up for our students Mm -hmm. when re-entering a new school. And so an area of growth that I've identified even just for Perez, but in general, is just making sure that we have a clear way for students to be enrolled and then making sure they feel supported in that process, that they have a Either a student buddy, parents have other contacts that they can talk to, um, so that it's not a a rush into something that can seem very scary for a child in a new place and in right. a new school.
1: Do you have any examples you could share with us of you know a time where you've seen some of these challenges at play or these opportunities for growth, as you say, play out? Yeah, I would say like one of ours um, that I even um,
2: notice is just like communication of the resources and programs that were um, being allocated or identified. And so noticing a lot of different people are really trying to help in departments and organizations, but coming up with a cohesive plan so that Mm -hmm. everyone's on the same page. Mm -hmm. So that an example myself as the principal know that I'm aware that the family is getting these resources from this organization. Right. And then I can support in a different avenue mm-hmm. and really helping to make sure that everyone's on the same page instead of double planning. Mm-hmm. Like an example is like doing programming that may be redundant or like mm-hmm. if we're already doing a program at Perez and it may not be needed elsewhere. Or if mm-hmm. there's a health opportunity in the neighborhood that Perez doesn't need to um, add to that so really just like the communication piece is an area of growth of of being on the same page to support in a cohesive manner
1: yeah and you really can't be reactive with that like that's something you have to be proactive about really engaging partners and opening the door for that communication all the time do you think there's ways that we can increase that or like as a district we can support in those efforts of opening that door of communication so that everyone really is working as a village around these families, around these new members of our community to support them.
2: I think that I, I have seen some movement of trying to, even the most recent of welcoming centers and really trying to build in a plan so that it is more, I think that's a great step. I also think with like some pieces, for principles to use of here, um, some structures and systems in place to work through the, some of these challenges is always helpful. I also think that the one thing I learned is really how important it is to really keep that communication with partners and the district going, just to make sure everyone is aware. So that's something I would also improve, even on my own, of just making sure that that communication is consistent from myself to partners, but also vice versa. So even just making sure that communication happens on the school end Um, as soon as events are happening or challenges arising instead of waiting until they become too big.
1: All right, let's pause for a quick second and take a little ad break, and then we'll get right back into it.
0: Local school council candidate applications are open now. LSCs make decisions about principal contracts and approve the school-based academic plan. Get involved with your child's school and run for a seat. Don't wait to submit your paperwork and get started campaigning. Find more information now at bit.ly forward slash LSC elections. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash L-S-C-E-L-E-C-T-I-O-N-S.
1: All right, we're back. Let's jump right back into it. So what are some of the most positive experiences you've had or you've witnessed during this process of supporting our migrant families?
2: It has been, um, really wonderful to watch how many people have come together to support families really from like partners from face from the community organizations from members of the alderman's office I've met so many people in the neighborhood and the community that are really going above and beyond to make sure that these families and students are like safe and happy and successful and that's been really positive to see of really what like a community that's organizing from like the school level to the district level and watching people really work together towards one goal has been really warming and wonderful to see of even visiting different places and the volunteers of so many people coming together. And it just goes to the sentiment, like nothing, everything takes like a team and a village to really make movement and support um, families and students in our, in our communities and districts. So it's been just so, it's been so positive to see this teamwork and collaboration
1: towards like people willing to go above and beyond for kids. Not to switch the tone, and maybe it's not because I really love what you said before about are they challenges or are they opportunities for growth or opportunities for, you know, how can we do this better? How can we support our kids better? Are there negative experiences associated with this process that you've learned from?
2: Yes, I think one of the um, pieces that it's reminded me to continue as a priority in our school, but just even in my own leadership and becoming um, a better leader is really ensuring that Perez, particularly because as the principal is an inclusive environment and there have been incidents or challenges that have come up around either that may be a stakeholder um, view or perception and just really remembering that the work that we have in schools of what curriculum and what our social emotional learning and our cultural um, lens is so important in the school and our students so that is one thing of just of really focusing on listening and growing yeah. but also making sure that we're doing that to be an inclusive and equitable environment mm-hmm. and that comes with um, with changes you see some of those they come to the surface yeah. And so that's one piece that I see as a really big area of growth is making sure that when when I notice or when others notice things that are happening that are not inclusive, that we're able to address those, mm-hmm. um, repair harm, and perhaps educate um, and move forward in a restorative way.
1: Yeah. What would you say is one of the biggest learning curves or maybe struggles and transition that you see students who are integrating into perez um, experience i from
2: noticing and like hearing students it's a it's not only is language a large barrier Mm -hmm. um but like what an asset and so i think oftentimes for kids the language is not seen as an asset but as a deficit and so Students coming and not only are, are experiencing some language pieces and adjusting to that, but also cultural and not mm-hmm. having that those relationships. Mm-hmm. At Perez, our big focus always and this past year when enrolling has been: we want them to feel safe, we want them to be happy, we want them to want to come to Perez right. and and have relationships with adults mm-hmm. is the priority, mm-hmm. um, and making sure that that happens first so that they feel safe mm-hmm. and welcome and feel joy coming Mm -hmm. and that takes like some relationship it takes relationship building and listening and um, being open to learning about our own biases or helping in different um different countries and cultures have different ways of doing you know of what school looks like and that also has been a challenge of school looks different for sure um the school day particularly like when um the school year, the calendar—all of these are kind of like adjustments mm-hmm. that I've seen kids have to make. I would say the biggest is—is is really it's a new place, right. and I, and I'm—I um, think of them often of thinking of being a sixth or seventh grader going into a brand new school, yeah. um, in a brand new country mm-hmm. where even if others may speak the same language, it may be a different um, dialect or sure. different terminology used. So just. Really, the, the change for a kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I always remind myself and of staff like that this is ha- like it is hard for them, and we have to really listen to what they need and what their thoughts are, are and not make assumptions. So I th- say that with knowing that a lot of students have brought up the challenges of the language and culture, um, and, and reminding myself that I always have, we always have to ask and listen what yeah. they need instead of assuming.
1: Thank you for that. Is there anything that you'd like to share that we maybe didn't ask or bring up in this episode that you still want to highlight?
2: Um, I, I think the, the biggest piece is, all, is always just really the, the assets and the wonderful opportunity we have with newcomers and migrant families and remembering that, like, there's, there's an asset that comes with this, of, like, every student and every family comes with assets and strengths. And just because they're like maybe new to the city, new to the country, doesn't mean that they don't have skills and strengths and assets to provide to our schools and community.
1: I love that. What a great way to close out. Thank you so much for being with us, Dr. Johnson.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Let's Face It Together podcast. For up-to-date data from the city, visit bit.ly forward slash Chicago welcomes. That's bit.ly forward slash C-H-I-C-A-G-O-W-E-L-C-O-M-E-S. Make sure you're following us online on X, aka Twitter, and Instagram at CPS underscore underscore face. And find us on Facebook as CPS Parent University. New episodes of Let's Face It Together are released on the first Friday of the month. This show is produced by Brett Baxley and Kyra Davis for the Office of Family and Community Engagement at Chicago Public Schools.